The MX Vice Show. Welcome to episode 56 of the MX Vice podcast show. I'm here in the studio with Rob from Jukebox Beats. And on the line is uh, Lewis, MX Vice editor. How are you, Lewis Phillips? Great. How are you? Fantastic. Brought to you by Fly Racing, Liat, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Even Strokes, SupercrossLive.tv, Backyard Design UK. Blenzo Oils, and Talon Engineering. We've got a good show for you this week. We're going to be talking, giving an overview of MXGP, and then we were going to go with the Even Strokes game, Ask Vice Anything, and then we're going to round it off with uh, more questions from you guys. So uh, buckle in and um, see what we got for you this week. So uh, lots and lots of things happening in MXGP, Lewis. Yeah, but it's quite sad because this is kind of the end of it now. Like, well, that sounds a bit dramatic. But um, now that the officially proved teams list is out, that's kind of it. There's going to be no more news until there's a calendar, I guess, because this kind of answers all of the silly season questions that teams didn't bother announcing. So, um, yeah, that's that's it. This is it. MXGP goes quiet uh, shortly. I thought it was interesting when I looked at the OAT teams was that there's, I think there's about 75 riders from 80 on the line. So, are, are team riders. What, you actually so counted? That's quite, I haven't counted. Yeah, yeah. I think one's like 30, I think one's 37, the other one's probably, I think it was 35, something like that. So, it's like 70-something. So, literally, there's only seven spaces across both classes that are available for privateers. I'm guessing you get injuries and, and bits and pieces and stuff like that, but it just shows that, um, you know, people are saying, ah, oh, there's, there's not, you know... Uh, I seen a comment actually that when uh, we talked about we interviewed forty MXGP riders, and someone put I didn't even know there was forty. It's like, well, there's a lot more than forty. Well, yeah, but and that was across both classes as well. So that averages out to twenty a class, which isn't hard. No, so um, yeah, I think I think it's safe to say that uh, it, it's it's strong. The um, both 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 groups this year look really really good. So yeah. And uh, on top of that, there was a couple of uh, not surprises because we've already spoken to him, but obviously Taylor Hamill was, uh, you know, um, put into the uh, the Dixon team. Good move for him. Yeah, the most interesting thing, though, is um, Bike It are back with Dixon. Everyone knew that was coming, but the team's called Bike It MTX Kawasaki. What the hell is MTX? Who knew? I didn't see that. Have you ever heard MTX? No. No, we need to find out more. Like, Maybe a call with Steve. Like, hmm? Maybe a call with Steve. We'll find out more. Yeah, just kind of came out of nowhere. Well, I mean, it's good because last year the team was called Dixon Racing, like Kawasaki, so there was no title sponsor, and now there's two. So, great news, Steve. Um, Taylor Hamill, what do you think? Um, 
It's, you know what I do think? It proves how the disadvantage that some riders, like riders from Australia and stuff, are facing. Because Bailey Malkowicz has gone home, um, bless his heart. So he's out of GPs. And you feel like if he was British, he might have got that second Dixon ride. Because I think there is, you would know more than me, but I think there is a degree of, um, like, if a team's sponsored by KTM UK or KTM Scandinavia or whatever, there is a kind of, like, it's not a locked-in-stone thing, but it is preferred if maybe a rider from that nationality can find their way on there. And obviously there's Absolutely. never going to be an Australian team. So yeah, riders like that are and, and And if you think with Steve's team, a lot of the sponsors are British-based anyway. So that's why they've, I guess they've predominantly had, you know, like Max on there in previous years, Tommy and, and stuff like that, because um, the, sp- the sponsors who sponsor or are behind Steve's team, you know, they want to see a British, a British guy go well. I don't know who Vander Alwera Julian is. Uh, I don't know where he is either. And I don't know what who Everest is Racing is. He's a, I don't know, he's on the list. Everest Racing, Vander Alwera Julian. Kind of sounds like his name's backwards. I can't imagine Julian is the last name. I'd imagine it should be the first. But Paul Haviland? Never heard of him. Um, I'll tell you what, my, I'll tell you one of my feelings after looking at these lists. I feel like the MX2 class isn't exceptionally deep. And I know it hasn't been anyway, but I feel like with the loss of Watson and Olsen, it's kind of even more like glaringly obvious now. So it's waiting for an influx of EMX uh, 250 riders. Well, I don't know, because we've got that in Beniston. Um, Guadagnini, obviously, as well. Although... Yeah, both both of those riders would have replaced Watson in... um, in Olsen. Yeah, I guess, yeah, but I guess it's just, like I always say, I guess it's the fact that Watson and Olsen have been around for so long that they're looked at as more, like, interesting characters and more, like, people are more invested in them. Whereas if Beniston goes out and wins, I don't think anyone's really going to care one way or the other. Um, so I feel like you have, to al- you have to allow time for people to, like, be like, oh, I like that Beniston guy or whatever. So before they're, like, looked at in the same regard. But I don't know. It just seems like a very young class with not many, like, established names. Like, you've got... Obviously, you've got Gertz and Vial, like, a beaten, like, he would be established, um, Moose Dyke. But even, like, Brora May and Harrop, they are still kind of finding their place. Um, like, Conrad and Bass, we haven't really seen the best from them yet. Like, they're still finding their place a little bit. Ruben Fernandez, I don't feel like many people really know who he is or what he does. Renault, Renault's another one, I guess, who's now, like, established enough where people look for him. Um, and I kind of feel like Hoffer is as well, just because he's a KTM kid. But DeWolf, like, DeWolf could come out and do something amazing, but no one will really talk about him pre-season because everyone needs an opportunity to get to know him a little better which is where we come in, I think. Yeah, you've got your work out. Yeah, maybe. Um, talking about news, uh, JWR released, which I think was surprised a few people, uh, that they've welcomed back Sever Brylarkov. Good signing. I didn't expect it to be another rider of that level. Like, I didn't expect them to get, I didn't expect their second signing to be a good rider really 
like or someone of that level. I expected it to be another Cornelius Tundal, someone who no one's heard of and just like it's just gonna wander out of Sweden. So no, yeah. it's good. deserves to be in the paddock. I don't I think it's a good signing for JWR. It gives them some more hope than they had season just gone because realistically season just gone they were kind of a bit invisible whereas I feel like with their two signings actually now they'll be more um like talked about, get more attention and then that obviously helps move forward. Also I can't remember the wording exactly, but in the PR yeah. on Monday, it was mentioned that just loading it up now. It was mentioned okay. that um now we can look ahead and focus on 2021 and then begin preparing for 2020 2022 and the next chapter for the team. That meant, I read that as in something is going to change in 2022. Like there's already a plan. Yeah. Well, I know um, from a few sources and stuff that uh, the the team is very different to the one um, what what first debuted uh, two seasons ago. So a lot of the backroom staff, a lot of the mechanics, basically, the it, it's like uh, the team's evolved. So um, they've got more experienced mechanics in. I, I believe Seva's got a, a new mechanic. So compared to, to you know from from last year, there's a there's a lot of changes going on within the team. So obviously they've kind of, you know, I guess like everybody, you have to start somewhere, um, and 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 we're talking world level. So I think what's kind of cool from from the outside looking in, because I'm not, um, you know, two years ago, I, it, part of my my job description with um, when I was when we were bought by Pierce was I had to do stuff with JWR. That's no secret. And and now I kind of like, you know, looking from the outside in, it's quite good actually to see how they're evolving as a team and they're kind of learning, make mistakes, you know, and just keep evolving, evolving, evolving. But I think um, they're, they're kind of, they, they kind of know where they need to go. I think, I think Johan, I think, spent nearly half a million pounds of his own money in year one. So he had, uh, you know, Seva Strybos and Anton Gol. So, Putting a half a million pounds of your own money into to running those guys was a, a massive feat. So I think he probably just thought, actually, did I get the the return I wanted from from year one? I think they probably just thought right reasons. Really, La- last year was a bit of a struggle for for everybody just trying to finish the season and stuff like that. And I think um, this year is is still going to be hard. It's still going to be difficult. So I, I guess they're just biding their time in. And trying to build the team and learn and and, and get ready. So um, yeah, I just think from the outside uh, looking in, I think they're just you know putting all their eggs in a you know eggs in a eggs in a row in a basket, whatever. But um, yeah, I mean the, these teams, you want to see these teams stay around. I mean these are the, it's these teams what help um, you know give riders a, a ride basically. So um, more teams which can kind of learn, evolve, and, and stay within MXGP the better. In, in, my opinion. I just thought of another that um, came out since we last did the show, um, Strybos. Yeah. Um, we knew that he was looking. We knew that he was talking to different people. Well, um, I heard this Gibbon thing like November, maybe even earlier than that, I heard that he was talking to Gibbon, but I thought it was dead. I kind of thought it died off. So I was surprised that it came back again. 
Because I, like, yeah, I, I first heard that he was trying to get something going with Gibbon to be a test rider or something. I want to say November, it might have been, even been, like, earlier than that. And I can't imagine that, like, it obviously would have been announced sooner than that if it had happened off the back of those times. So I'd imagine that it kind of got shut down and then opened back up again one way or another. Yeah, I mean, it's... I'm, I'm like you. I'm, I'm pleased to see him back in the paddock in, in, in continuing. I think he's got huge amount of knowledge. Um, what he can pass on to the other riders, and if he is taking a bit more of a, is, is, is it kind of a bit more of a senior role within the team as well? So he's riding, but also he's going to be helping as well, isn't he? Yeah, supposedly he's going to be doing a bit like maybe a bit more testing than the other two. I think he's going to be kind of mentoring Van Donick more so than Vladrin because Vladrin's kind of established and got his own thing going on. I think he's going to kind of like give uh, Van Donick a shoulder to lean on a little bit. Um, he's only doing European GPs, but I guess that changes if one of the other two gets injured. Yeah. But no, I think, I, I do think Schreiber, like everyone thinks that Schreiber needs to retire because he's been around a little while now. I still think he's quite good. I still think he can do relatively well, not win GPs and not podiums, but I think he can get top 10 at, on occasion. Well, we, we do know, and it's, it's, I don't know if it's been reported much, um, but we do know the last two years he's had been carrying quite a few injuries. Oh, I think, I, I actually, if I, I was thinking about this the other day, I reckon that he has not been fully healthy since early 2016, maybe? I kind of remember 2016, he would have been on a Suzuki still in 2016. And I kind of remember interviewing him at Vulcanswad, which would have been early in the season. And I remember him saying then that his elbow was giving him troubles and stuff. And then I'm pretty sure that since that point, he's always had this elbow thing or his hip thing or something like, not not necessarily a broken bone or a dislocated something or another, but just like a niggling thing that maybe comes with old age. I don't know. I'm joking. Yeah, well. (laughs) It's two kids. Two kids is making him old. Um, or keeping him young, whichever way you look at it. Should mention as well uh, that we do have a fantastic fly helmet, the Formula helmet, for a giveaway this week. Have you thought of a competition for this one? Yeah, I told you, didn't I, before we started, what you were going to do. Okay, that's great. Well, on that note, fly racing is redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring rayon technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1,290 grams, we believe the Formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula Helmet has changed the game. Okay, Lewis. So what did you, what did you decide? Oh, okay. Um, I'm just going to, well, this week, um, to give away the Formula Helmet, I just thought that a good one for people, I think this is a good one, if people could email me, slash tweet us, slash Instagram, message us, slash DM us on Facebook, don't comment on Facebook because they those get lost. But if you want to DM me on Facebook or not me, us, uh, the, the answer, then that is acceptable. Basically, you just got to answer this. Who has put the Fly Formula helmet 
on the 450 podium through three rounds of um, uh, Monster Energy Supercross. There we go. Um, another one that uh, you've done some investigation into this week was Bob Rochelle. He's popped back up. Yeah, that's bizarre. Like, Talk us through this whole situation. I'm not even really sure. I, I, I'm not really sure I can, apart from he was off the team and now he's back. I guess it has something to do with Gilbert's injury, which Bobrashev didn't tell me, but finding out about Gilbert's injury after the fact, it kind of adds up. The only strange thing is uh, I text Bobrashev on Monday, and I think the team was officially announced on Tuesday. And I said to Bobrashev, uh, is there a chance of you doing any GPs? And he said at the moment, no. But then the team said in the press release that he would be doing some GPs. But who knows? They're not on. Par Homes aren't on the officially approved teams list, which says a lot, I think. So I don't expect necessarily to see them at many rounds, and it wouldn't even surprise me if they only do like two. Because I was thinking, I don't know, would they even have a commitment to doing GPs? Because all of their sponsors come from the UK, and it's obviously like. It's well known, even previously, that um, British Championship and MX Nationals are their priority, and they've taken priority over GP. So, yeah, it's made. It's, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Wouldn't look for Bob Sheff and GPs, but he's got a nice little British deal. Which he said he was looking at doing national championships. I'm sure if you pressed him on it, he's a bit disappointed that he's not going to America like he wanted to. But it's a deal, and it's a nice little thing to keep him ticking over. Yeah, and um, being Josh Gilbert's first year on a 450, I'm guessing that possibly he was not looking to to go straight into the deep end in GPs. It's probably a year to find himself, um, I would have guessed, on the 450 in the UK. Um, f- just finding his feet, I guess, and seeing where the land lies. Speaking of the British Championship, yes. do you want to know what grinds my gears? Go on. Um... <laughs> 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 um... <laughs> <laughs> um, I have no idea what you're going to say. It's either going to be very controversial or very petty. No, it's really not. What did you say, petty? Yeah. Okay, maybe that. Um, <laughs> no, I just saw that they had started doing like creating events on Facebook, as you do, like uh, round one, Cullen, uh, click your attending, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But now the events are called the MXGB of Cullen. It doesn't make sense. The MX, what, MX? Well, you know what, you have MXGP of France and MXGP of Italy, because it's the Grand Prix of Italy. Yeah. They're calling now the events the MXGB of Canada Heights. It's like, it, doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, like, I don't, like, I've got not much more to say other than it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, uh, and... So, because it doesn't make sense, it's grinding your gears. Yeah, I just saw it. I was like, it doesn't make sense. Like, it just does not make sense. I don't think, anyway, maybe I'm missing something. Like, it just doesn't make sense. If it was of a region, it maybe would. But MXGB of Sussex, like, okay, eh, okay ish. I'll take that. But I don't know if you can have the MXGB of Canada Heights, because Canada Heights isn't a, it's, it's just a field. That's been given a. When when is the first round? Uh, April, I think. Okay. Well, they've just announced on the on the news that basically uh, kids aren't going back to school until after the half term, which is March. So, I don't know. Will we see people spectating or even being able to attend the British Championship? 
in April? I don't know. I'm just trying to find the calendar. Um, I think it might even be March. Uh... Yeah, I think they're they're. You know, well, I, I, I personally, I given what we're we're going through at the moment, I can't see people attending. Why? Why can't I find the calendar? Um, pretty old. Uh, okay. If we I have just to. can't find it. I just I just cannot find it. Like, here we go. Yeah, April the tenth and eleventh at Cullen. Now we've already seen um, Hawkstone cancelled. That was March the fourteenth, and now the first two rounds of the Dutch Masters, which were going to be the two weeks before Oman, so like the last two weeks of March, they've been postponed indefinitely as well. So at the moment, the international Italian championship is still going ahead at the end of February. Okay. I don't know if that will, though, because if, if the GPs get delayed, then would they still run that championship at the same time if they can? Because would people do pre-season races in February when, the, if the, say, the calendar gets delayed until May? So I don't know if that will have a knock-on effect on that. But yeah, at the moment, GPs haven't changed. And aside from the Italian championship, the international Italian championship, uh, the rest of the little national events seem to be falling down a little bit. Although, uh, I don't think La, La Capelle is still the same date as well. So, and I think that was March the 14th as well. So that hasn't changed yet. But from talking to people, it sounds like Europe or most countries in Europe have a curfew now of like 8 p.m. So that obviously isn't overly helpful if you're trying to run an event and get people because like, this doesn't leave much wiggle room, does it? No, no, not at all. Yeah, I'll be... Uh... From what I hear as well, I spoke to someone this week who said that factory teams have said to in front that they need a calendar or an update or some kind of news by the middle of February because that's when paperwork and and, um, and uh, shipping to Oman will begin to be sorted out. So I would look for a new MXGP calendar in the next two weeks, I guess. And I, okay. I, don't know, I don't know how drastic it would be. I'd imagine it would just tackle the Oman situation. Yeah, the issue is what they're going to face um, initially. No, I don't so know. I genuinely don't know if Oman can or will go ahead because the Middle East does seem to be a bit in its own world at the moment. Um, yeah. The, the second round at the end of April is Italy, and we kind of have seen that you can do anything in Italy if you put your mind to it. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not ruling those two GPs out yet. But I'm a bit like, well, I, I, I'm not like I kind of need to see it confirmed to believe it. Have you managed to speak to President Biden yet about uh, whether you can go in or not? Uh, no, I think that's very much not going to happen. 2022, get ready, Anaheim one. I'm very excited. Ah, <laughs> uh, there. Uh... First part of the MX Vice show uh, is brought to you by Fly Racing, Liat, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Even Strokes, Supercross, Live.tv, Backyard Design UK, Blenzel Oils, and Talon Engineering. Exciting times as we will be adding to our sponsors. Believe it or not, there's uh, thanks to you guys downloading, listening, sharing, and everything else. Uh, more brands want to get involved, which is so freaking cool. We must be doing something right, or it's that bad that it just gets shared. We'll be back in five. And before we go, make sure you listen to part two to win the chance of the Fly 
racing Formula helmet. We'll be back soon. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Technical Touch have been supplying KYB OEM spare parts and factory kit suspension in Europe for decades. Many of the riders you see on track in the FIM Motocross World Championship are using KYB suspension from Technical Touch. Whether you are looking for factory kit suspension or KYB spare parts and oils, they have you covered. Shop now at www.technical-touch.com. Yoko have returned to top flight motocross with a bang. The Yoko Vili collection is made with racing in mind and designed to be the lightest and most flexible motocross gear on the market. Go to yokoeurope.com to locate your nearest dealer or shop online. Talon wheels have been iconic in the industry for over 30 years. Designed, built, and manufactured in the UK. Talon wheels, sprockets, and footrests, and clutch baskets are used by professional riders like Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, and Sean Simpson. Head over to www.talon-eng.co.uk for more info. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Hinson is the world-leading manufacturer of clutch baskets, clutch covers, clutch discs, and springs for both dirt bikes and quads. Hinson products are used by many leading riders like HRC Honda, Monster Energy Kawasaki, KTM Factory Racing, and Monster Energy Yamaha Factory Racing. Shop for Hinson products at technical-touch.com. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to episode 56 of the MX Vice podcast show. We have an air oil separated closed cartridge design that is well known in the MX world. The KYB factory kit suspension from our friends at Technical Touch was perfected on one of the toughest tracks in the MXGP series. With all anodized internal parts and DLC coated inner tubes, internal friction is reduced to the minimum. By adding a mid-speed valve, the KYB factory kit spring fork can be adjusted over a much broader range. One of the extra features of this factory suspension product is the custom spring collar, which provides more front wheel control and increased comfort on jump landings. You too can experience the best in off-road suspension that is used by the likes of Jeremy Sewer and Ben Watson. Head to technical-touch.com forward slash KYB hyphen factory hyphen kit hyphen suspension hyphen info for more information. As always, thank you to Fly Racing, Liat Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Even Strokes, Supercrosslive.tv, Backyard Design UK, Blenzel Oils, and Talon Engineering. A great list of companies that are supporting us on this show. So, Lewis, over to you. You have this fantastic show. Uh, I think it's noted that last week's performance was my best. Yeah, but it was also noted that the questions... I can't remember what we decided they were either too easy or too they they just they were too easy, I think. So a bit harder this week. But anyway, okay. that obviously means that it is um time for even strokes, are you smarter than a birth? Uh, even strokes is an online shop with a range of offers on Talon, Fox, Prox, and more. Be sure to visit www.evenstrokes.com for deals on products, especially as the new season and the end of lockdown edges closer. 
And everyone who makes a purchase of more than £15 gets entered to win £1,000 worth of prizes too. So there's that. Um, question one. Seven riders won MXGP rounds in 2020. The last time that happened was in 2015. Name the seven riders who won in 2015. Hmm. Okay. Uh, was that the year of Villapoto? I'm actually... I've, I've given you the question. I'm not here... I'm not your personal assistant. Okay, I'm going to go... Hmm. I'm going to go uh, Febre. Correct. Villapoto. I think he won in Thailand. Caroli. Correct. That's three out of seven. Three out of seven. Who was the ones who got injured? I'm going to go DeSalle. Incorrect. You get two more incorrect answers. Bollocks. Um, hmm. Hmm. Um, you take your time. Paul Ann? Correct. That's four. Oh, this is a tough, tough one. Um, Two thousand and fifteen. I probably should have put a time limit on this. I am struggling. I've got to be honest. You can um, pass, or just chuck some names out there. Okay, uh, I'm just trying to think wow. who's on the line. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm hitting a blank. I'm hitting a blank. Do you not want to chuck some names out? I can't think of any, mate. <laughs> My, my brain's been absolutely abused this week, and it's only oh, Wednesday, so I haven't got a lot of, lot of room left in there. You're, you missed Nagel on a nice one bike, Koldenoff on a Suzuki Europe bike, and Simpson on Hitachi oh. factory KTM. I was going to say Simpson. That was the, I wouldn't have got the others, but I was going to say Simpson. Oh, I would have thought you would have got Nagel. That was the year that Nagel did very, very well. Speaking of. Who has stood on the Premier Class overall podium more? Okay. Max Nagel, Roman Fevre, or Jeffrey Hurlins? Mm. Um, um, um. So is it Nagel, Hurlins, or... Just putting a stopwatch out, because we're definitely going to be putting a time limit on the rest of these questions. Okay, I'm going to go Fevre. It's Snargle. Oh, bollocks. I'm not going to lie. When I came up, when I spotted that one as a potential question, I double-checked my stats because I was like, surely not. Nagel had 40 overall podiums. 40? Yeah. One really? in 2007, five in 2008, seven in nine, seven in 10, three in 11, one in 12, four in 14, five in 15, and seven in 16. He didn't have one season where there were a shit ton, but he had them consistently enough where they added up. Uh, Fevre has 38 to his name and Hurlins has 37. So wow. there's that. Question there we three. Go. One, a new format of question here. One of these exam... 
one of these <laughs> Xavier Boog facts is true. Oh, Which one is true. it? Exactly. <laughs> I'm just wondering if you know who Xavier Boog is. Yeah, I do. He's uh, predominantly a French Kawasaki rider. Okay. One of these Xavier Boog facts is true. Which one is it? Xavier Boog is Dutch. Xavier Boog won an MXGP Moto. Or Xavier Boog won an MX2 overall. I'm going to go with MX2 overall. That's incorrect. Bollocks. He won an MXGP Moto in 2012 with Kawasaki. Factory Kawasaki. Wow. Fun fact. Obviously, last year, uh, 2020, Fevra and DeSalle both won a moto for Kawasaki. Uh, that was the first time since that 2012 season where Boog pulled through with Paul Ant that Kawasaki had both their riders win a moto. Wow. There we go. I tell you what, I'm going to sleep so much better tonight knowing that. Question four. Two South African riders have stood on the MX2 overall podium. Name them both. Uh, Ratre. Correct. And um, oh, bollocks. Um, Langston. Incorrect. Langston was before MX2 was introduced. You were looking for Gareth Swanepoel. Ah, oh, piss. Question five. <laughs> Fuck this game, fucking shit. This has been the most car crash one ever. Oh, it's not even funny, it's just sad. Um, question five. I, I feel sad after doing this. When Ben Townley... <laughs> I don't ben care. <laughs> question five. When Ben Townley won his MX2 world title... This game's shit and you're a knob. Like, who cares? No one fucking cares. When Ben Townley won his MX2 world title, what number was on his bike? I didn't know. I didn't care. <laughs> it's, it's quite simple, this question. I almost didn't put it in because I thought it was too easy. Number one. <laughs> Bold. He was so confident in his ability to win a world title that season that he already took number one before the season started. He said... Fuck it, you're all in fucking trouble. Put number one on. Put his big boy oh. pants on, and he's fucking there. Uh, I'll give you one more shot if you'd like. What number was on no, I, gen- I genuinely don't care. I said one just for the laughs, but I genuinely don't care. I'm not, about, answering it. I'm not answering it. I hate this. You, you, I hate know this game. Ben Townley, you know the number Ben Townley is most known for, no? No. What number did Ben Townley have on his bike when he was racing in America and won a Supercross title and won a race for TLD and all of that? I have no idea. I can't even tell you what number my bike was at the <laughs> moment. <laughs> oh, can you name me any number that Ben Townley has? No, I don't care. <laughs> what number did he have on his Suzuki? That was different. That was I really- don't care. <laughs> well, anyway... I quite, um, the number that he wore when he won a Supercross title and on TLD wasn't the right answer because um, it was 30. It was number 30 on a KTM. Brilliant. So if you <sighs> said name the numbers 1 to 30, it would have took me 30 chances. 
I can't. I thought you would remember that Townley was one hundred and one. No, not one hundred and one. Does no. that not ring a bell? It does a little, but <laughs> a little. Mate, I, honestly, I, I I generally don't know what I done last week. I'm not sure you've ever got zero out of five. <laughs> Genuinely not I think, sure you have. I think you've always come through with at least one. And one yeah. of them one of them one of them was like foundation set maths because I gave you a multiple choice. <laughs> I didn't even ask you to come up with the answer by yourself. I literally gave you a multiple choice. Oh. Good times. Great times. Shit game. Shit questions. <laughs> Last Honestly. week you got last week you got every question right and it it was said that they were shit questions. This week you got every question wrong and again they're shit questions. You actually put some thought into the questions this week. You put some thought into the questions this week to make sure you tripped me up. No, because this one I um I thought the like, exact Nagle and um Fevre and, and Herlin separated by three wins. <laughs> three wins. You're a, yeah, you're a tosser. That's what um, you are. A tosser today. Okay, I'm going to, on the fly, a bonus no, question. I, 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 win them all. I don't them want... You know, like I don't on want to play. catchphrase when you do the, the big board at the end to double your money? Yeah. That's people who enter the game to play that because they want to. I don't want to. But this is fun. Um, it's fun for you. Name the year. Name the year that Sebastian Tortelli got on the MX1 podium. I don't fucking know. <laughs> That's just on the fly. I've just come up with that. I've literally I've just come out and plucked that one out of thin air. MX1, that should give you a big clue because obviously MX1 was around from 2004 to 2013. Okay, 2004. Oh, close. 2006 we were looking for. Anyway, thanks for playing. Shit game. We'll see you next week? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> the quick the quicker we come up with a new format for this game, the better. Well, I did multiple choice. It's literally the answer I gave I read out the correct answer to you. Honestly. Uh, shit shit game, shit time. questions. I mean, Just, I don't think you can blame me for you not getting Swanapole. No, I probably should have got that. Okay. And also, I thought you would have been able to name one number that Townley had on his bike. Was it only you one number? You're angry. I'm disappointed. <laughs> You're a prick. Um, right. Let's quickly move on. Let's, let's get over this car crash. Let's get over this car crash and let's have some debate with this week's Liat Ask Vice Anything questions. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. When it comes to motocross and enduro, your feet, ankles, and calves should be equipped to take a lot of punishment. The 5.5 Flex Lock boots from Liat feature 3D-shaped impact foam and an innovative Flex Lock system that locks out ankle movement, reducing ankle forces by up to 37% and knee forces by up to 35%. Learn more by clicking the Liat banner on MX Vice, where you can also enter to win a set of boots. Jesus Christ, we're just giving away loads of stuff. Well, I mean, it's not us, it's Liat. Wow, we're making, we're making it happen. Liat's website. Okay.
So you, you can actually win. I didn't know about this. This is great. Liat are giving away a pair of boots, yes. And if you click on the Liat banner on MX Vice, it takes you away. It takes you to the page that Liat have set up to give away a set of boots. It's not an MX Vice thing. I feel like you're getting confused. It's a Liat thing, but we are helping support that cause with um, the that impressive is- 5.5 Flexlock boots, which the four Moto Concepts riders are running in Monster Energy Supercross at the moment. Exactly the same boots. Also, um, those Moto Concepts riders are head to toe in Liat. Goggles, helmet, gear, and boots, which is quite wow. something. I don't think yeah. you really get that nowadays. You get, no. you often get like three, like it's a four-piece puzzle essentially: helmet, goggles, gear, boots. You often get like three of the pieces. Like, um, you never get all four, apart from maybe when like Fox do it. But yeah, yeah. Pretty big deal for yeah. Leah. Yeah. Great. That's fantastic. Right. Leah, ask us anything. Question one. Anonymous racer. Any rumors on the season being postponed? I can tell you that this anonymous racer who asked for his question to be anonymous is a is it you? top top percent in a question, so he's probably going to listen to this, which means I should be careful with my assessment here. You're probably just trying to. You're just trying to give away his name now. No, I'm just giving a. I'm just giving some people an idea because anonymous racer could be like, like, um, what's his name? Where? What was the guy's name? He's old. Oh, no. Stick what? on top no, gear. What, no, what was the guy's name in MX2? I'd never heard of. Anonymous racer could be Vander Awera Julian, but it's not. It's nope. actually a podium contender. That's a fake name. My point being, this anonymous racer is a podium contender in the World Championship. So for the anonymous racer to not know kind of confirms how hush-hush and quiet it is at the moment. So it really is quite quiet. But as I said before, I hear there's a new calendar coming in the next two weeks. And my personal opinion is I wouldn't be surprised if we don't start until June. I knew you were going to say that. But equally, like I said, I could maybe see us squeezing in in Italy in April or May because Italy just seems to be okay for motocross to happen. So, but yeah, I, part of me does think we're going to Oman. I do like, I still, like I say, I still am a bit like, well, maybe, but I don't know. I did look at the Oman COVID cases uh, the other day and they're quite low, to be honest. That's good. So there's still hope that you'll 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 actually get in, oh man. Um, I don't think that's the question for anyone, really. I can I can tell you <laughs> that um, <laughs> in the last seven days, Oman has had two COVID-related deaths. Oh wow, that's serious. Yeah. Yeah. Two hmm. in a week. So there's that, and new cases in the last. 24 hours, there's been 154 reported cases in Oman. And the local news was reported as saying, oh man, we're in trouble. You made that, didn't you? Well, obviously. It's fucking terrible. Right, at Tonkumber43, will we see any more GP paddock rigs like ice ones in the near future? Will we? Funny how things change, isn't it? Like, at Matterly last year when COVID wasn't a thing and everything, that, that rig was the um, talk of the town. Like everyone was going mental over it. I remember us posting it on Twitter, and like it was probably one of our top five most 
views, likes, interacted with tweets of the year. And at that point, I would have said that a lot of people would have been doing it this year. However, COVID has probably stopped anyone who wanted to and equally kind of like got forgotten about because obviously Ice One weren't in the paddock from Manta Veron. So, yeah, there's that. Oh, no, I don't think I don't think so right now, but I do genuinely believe it will happen in the next two to three years. There'll be like a good percentage factory teams. I don't really feel like the smaller teams can afford to do that, but maybe. I am. Um, it does save on manpower and stuff. So, g- given how some of the people are within the paddock, that um, people will try to outdo it rather than copy it, they will literally try and outdo it. Grind my gears, part two. That, yeah, go. Crack on, yeah. So I received a press release this week from Bud Racing Kawasaki. They've got a new title sponsor, which is M M X or something energy drink. Nine uh, mm. That's it. Nine millimeters energy drink. I don't know if that's what it stands for. But anyway, the press release, um, which had obviously been translated, came through saying um, nine mm energy drink is a brand that has the audacity to market, and it's like what. Audacity isn't exactly a great word. <laughs> like, you're how dare they Lenny Audacity to market our own product. Yeah, so we've got a new title sponsor. They're trying to pay us money, the audacity of it. <laughs> and I just, like, yeah. I, like, I speak English, kind of. I will, I will look over your translated press release for free, if you like. I, if there's any teams out there, I'd rather take a small payment of like £30. But if someone emailed me and went, look, we're announcing this, it's quite important, can you check English? I'd be like, sure, no worries. I just feel like if we're all going to grow MXGP, we need to work on this. As a collective. Like Ferrari and F1 are Italian? Yes, they, they are less. And that is the Planet Moto bombshell of the week. Lewis did not know that Ferrari were Italian. Escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been better. And you can still experience that right now. Planet Moto still have packages available plus customizable options with the Planet Moto Academy. If you want to hit the tracks like Red Sand as soon as possible, visit planetmoto.co for more information. I've seen a couple of uh, FB posts um, and a few people talking in, in uh, forums and bits and pieces about how to get to Spain. Give those guys a call. Planet Moto can help you out. Um, I've got to say, Lewis, whatever that was, bombshell of the week, it's, it's not surprising that you don't know that Ferrari were Italian. But my point being, Ferrari are Italian, and I would guess that their communications come through in... Well, I don't even want perfect English. Just general, like, re- relatively close. I just, I'm looking out for the team here because that doesn't say what it's meant to say. It says something that has quite a bit negative connotation. And me being a nice guy that I am, I'm just looking out for everyone. Yeah, that's another bombshell of the week that um, you're anal about English. Well, I just, you could say I have the audacity to say this, but that's not positive. <laughs> I wonder if you're going to be as anal when you get to Oman. Or when I get to the MXGB of Canada Heights, which I much struggle to find it because it doesn't make sense. Okay. 
at Michael Kerr 383. <laughs> Is there any specific reasons certain riders like Forkner Bogle get injured often, or is it just unlucky? I'm just trying to stop myself because I've got another grind by gears. Just do it. Just let it go, mate. This is what we're here for. <laughs> no, because I can't. I think can't of it as, another one. Think of it as part therapy. <laughs> no, I can't. Look, you're, you're, in, you're in your room all day, all night. You've probably got a lot, you know, building up. But do you know what? We've got this podcast show, so just, just let it go. I genuinely just let it go. I genuinely believe that the Faulkner Bogle um, riders like that who get injured a lot, it is unlucky to an extent. Like us, I've said this example a million times. From 2005, when Tommy Searle turned pro, to 2000 and to the end of 2013, we would have sat here and gone, Jesus Christ, Tommy Searle never gets injured. That's amazing. How, like, how does that happen? How does he do it? Because aside from 20. 10 he wasn't injured all those years he just like reeled off race after race after race and then obviously 2014 onwards now everyone goes oh he's so injured all the time what's he doing where it's like well no it's just like he was not injured for a very long time and now he's just kind of getting caught out and i do kind of think the same Falkland maybe it is kind of a bit different but like bogle last year at glendale when he had a concussion that was a first turn thing like what can you do uh, yeah, so I, I do, I actually do feel sorry for Bogle more so because I do feel like his is exceptional bad luck. But like, same as the Tommy example. Um, the thing that started Tommy's string of things was a bike problem in Thailand when he wrecked his wrist over that big double thing. So, yeah, I just think it's bad luck. I think we should okay. all be nice. Okay. In a world where you can be anything, be kind. Okay. At Matt Boy. Is that not the Planet Motor Bomb show of the week? No. At Matt Boy 91, do you think Hurlins will ever do an AMA outdoor season? Do you? No. I think he'll do his current KTM contract and then wrap her up. Do you think? Yeah. I don't see why he would do an outdoor season. Especially considering he's contracted to do uh, the next three years. In GPs, so if he were to do an outdoor season, it would be by 2024, um, or it'd be in 2024 at the earliest. And you would presume that at that point he'd kind of maybe be a bit past his peak. And then what's the fun in it? Okay, uh, at Braden underscore Boot, who will be the best performing MXGP and MX2 rookies? Oh, the. I feel like everyone's giving the MX2 one to Beniston, but I feel like we're also forgetting how good Guadagnini was towards the end of that championship. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. You forgot. Uh, I haven't. Okay, Big sorry. fan. Big oh, fan here. Your answer is Guadagnini? Yes, absolutely. 100%. But then equally, Beniston got second in a moto, didn't he? So Not bothered. Still going to be Guadagnini. Know. I actually don't know what I would say. I think I would go with Beniston, and I don't really know why, because I was all... I In Spain, for instance, I was like watching EMX 250, like, wow, Guadagnini's a million times better. Um, no, you know what? I'm going to go Guadagnini. Really? Yeah. Because uh, like, in Spain, I was watching, and I did think to myself, wow, he's a lot better than Beniston. So 
just because you're just climbing, didn't... climbing on the bandwagon. Well, I'm not on the bandwagon. I'm quite neutral, really. Okay, sounds like you're getting on the bandwagon. Just think we need to have some boundaries on this stuff. Well, you just start working on your knowledge, and we'll start there. Okay. Uh, MXGP. Um. Usland. I was just going to say Alvin Usland. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, uh, I'm interested from the point of view I thought about this yesterday uh, there's only two te- well first of all there's only two teams in MXGP that are filled in three riders uh, Yamaha Factory and Gebben and in that respect Ben has his own sort of like the pressure to win is on Coldenoff and Sewer Ben can kind of develop as and when he wants, and like, there's, a, I feel like there'll be less pressure on Ben. Whereas Olsen, obviously, I don't know if Jazakonis will make the first round, and I don't really know what the general situation is there. So Olsen is leading his factory team. So I'm wondering if that pressure helps or hurt. Like, it, like they're both in, as far as like the positions they hold within teams, they're both in completely different situations. And I'm not sure who, what one is a benefit and what one isn't, or if either, or like, or if they're both the same, I don't know. But, yeah. You? Yeah, I th- I'm going to go with Watson. I, n- not necessarily for, for um, what you've just kind of stipulated, but I think um, I, I agree with you. I think, uh, I think Olsen will find herself under a bit more pressure to perform quicker than, than Watson. Um, however, I think Watson's... Yeah, I, th- I don't know. Something's something's just telling me that I think Watson's going to have a good year. Oh, um, I what? would quite happily take some cash bets. Oh, what on his performance? Yeah, well, on, on what? Everything, to be honest. On, on, um, on what? I don't know. You give me something, and I'll tell you if I want to take the take the bet. Well, I got to think about it. I mean, we're one-one because obviously I came up with Jano, in, in you went for uh, Vial. So I'm I not going to do that right I now. I bet that he has a podium this season. Would you take that? Mm, no. Oh yeah, no. I would. I, I'll take that. That he doesn't. Well, you're a horrible 50, person, but there we go. Can't 50, say 50 quid. All right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. confident with that. I'll start. I'm going to go out and spend that fifty quid now because I recognise I've got that jackpot. Right, that's our first bet then of the of uh, 2021. Good. Um, interesting. Do you know what grinds my gears? You actually, you you grind my gears. But yeah, carry on. Let's have the fourth one or third one, whatever it is. <laughs> I just this is just dropping my memory. Um, we need to get a sponsor for grind my gears. <laughs> It's not really a negative. It's not. It's not really a positive thing, is it? Like, maybe we give Planet Moto instead of Bombshell a week. Grind my gears. Well, you'd like that because then you'd have to think about it. Um, first of all, Henry Jacoby is spelt wrong on the officially approved teams list. First of all, okay. Second of all, uh, he posted a photo of him in his new like setup for this year on the Honda okay. Jack and Martin's Honda. I'd, um, Jackie Martin's lost shot because they have gone to Diga, uh, the Gas Gas MX2 team. So I know right. that around Lommel time, Jackie was shopping around for um, a new gear sponsor. And in Jacoby's photo, he is wearing K-Dub gear. 
And it just grinds my gears, but like, we what, like, well, what is that? Like, tell what? me. Who? Tell us. Who? K Dub. Never heard of it. Go on his Instagram. No, I need revive. That's my point. Like, how about a little, oh, this is K Dub gear. Um, welcome to the sport. Like, I don't know what K Dub gear is. No, nor do I. It just grinds I. my I'm, gears. I'm... So I'm just like, well, what is it? So I mean, confused. I'm not that passionate about it, but I just wanted to bring up that what K-Dub gear is. Someone did tweet us, can't remember who now, saying that they are in Speedway or something? Or they might be in Speedway? I don't know. I wouldn't even know. I don't even know whether they turn left or right in Speedway, so I wouldn't know about the gear brands. Yeah. But... Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, that's different. Okay. Um is it is it okay. What do we know what country it's from? No, I don't know anything. Who knew that Shane McElrath was close to Henry Jacoby? It's because Jacoby um trains with Swanapole. Virtually. I believe. Okay. So like they do swift rides together and stuff. Ooh, there we go. K-Dub. Kevin Wyndham's new clothing range. Cool. Next. Uh, I want to take you back, actually, because on the, on the question before, you did mention Jazakonis, and we talked on last week's show about, you know, we didn't know what was going on, blah, blah, blah. You didn't want to call him, blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. this week we see he's, on the, he's back on the bike. Yeah, and he's got so a new pe- number. People, people might have missed that. So, so do you want to talk us through that? Oh, uh, he posted a video of him riding a bike. Well done. You're an absolute... Oh, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, <laughs> Well, I'm just saying that possibly that people wouldn't have known or, you know, if not on Instagram, would have seen that he is back on a bike. Oh, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, that's all there is to it. He's back on a bike. Like, there's no, but then you've just number. said he's got a new number. In fact, honestly, I, I just like banging my head against the wall sometimes. It's like you he wake up like it. On his jersey. He had the number seven on his jersey, so I guess he's taking Great. the old number. Great number. But then I wasn't even sure, to be honest, that he has taken that number because it was Raikkonen's number, I think. So maybe that's gear that was made for Raikkonen. But I don't know why he would wear it. So I guess he is number seven. It is available. Leoc's gone, so. Okay. Well, good to see him back on a bike anyway. And that answers our question of last week. So maybe just have a chat with him. Find out why. I don't know. Just for Yeah, maybe now I'll message him. But I'd imagine he's had so many messages now. Like what about his number? No, just about like, um, just like oh, you're back on a bike. Like I don't know, I don't want to, I just don't want to be one of those guys that's like just all over him because I don't know. I just I just feel like he needs space. I'm a nice well, guy. Well, you've, you've you've definitely gave him plenty of space. At Henk Jan Lois, how is Max Anstey doing? Will he make his debut in Indy this weekend? Is your mate going to make his, his way back? He's doing good. Um, uh, Orlando is the tentative plan. Okay. Is that is what you and him discussed? That's after, Indianapolis, uh, after the Indianapolis triple header. So the next city. But yeah, he's all right. He's, doing, actually, he's actually doing all right. I'm surprised how quickly um, the injuries have filled up. Is it true that you are Max Anstey's manager? No. Okay. 
Okay, there's rumours going around. No, I just keep in touch. It's good to know what's going on. Okay. Yeah, cool. Well, just just put paid to those rumours because, you know, people ask. Uh, at Sefwa underscore, at which point was the panic button pushed for Forkner? He's fine. He's, Cincerello went through something similar. Look at Cincerello now. Like, Forkner will be fine. I, I like Forkner. I'm one of the few people I feel like, but I felt bad for him when he got hurt. And no, I think he's, he's fine. And also, actually, this isn't what I think Faulkner will do. I think it's often overlooked. Um, uh, everyone goes on about how the, the regional Supercross championships are so short that, like, oh, every result counts and, like, you have to make, like, you can't afford to have one bad race or miss around. But no one ever mentions that in 2007, Townley DNF'd for first round of the East Coast and went on to win the title. So, like, it can be done to miss around and win the title. What number was he? 101. Okay, just checking. I, I, don't, I just feel like that should be referenced more. Like, what, what star signs, Tangley? I don't know. But do, I just feel like I just, I'm always... <gasps> like, you don't well, know. I just feel like, I, I feel like that should be brought up sometimes. That, like, I'm sure there's other examples too, but it can be done. I'm not saying that I think Faulkner will be back this weekend and will go on to win the title. I'm just saying that it can be done in exceptional circumstances. Okay. Well, that's it for the moment. We're going to come back and answer some more Leah Ask Vice Anything questions. Uh, we'll be back in five after this. With an air oil separated closed cartridge design that is well known in the MX world, the KYB factory kit suspension from our friends at Technical Touch was perfected on one of the toughest tracks in the MXGP series. With all anodized internal parts and DLC coated inner tubes, internal friction is reduced to the minimum. By adding a mid-speed valve, the KYB factory kit spring fork can be adjusted over a much broader range. One of the extra features of this factory suspension product is a custom spring collar which provides more front wheel control and increased comfort on jump landings. You too can experience the best in off-road suspension that is used by the likes of Jeremy Sewer and Ben Watson. Head to technical-touch.com forward slash KYB hyphen factory hyphen kit hyphen suspension hyphen info for more information. That was part two. We'll be back in five. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Talon wheels have been iconic in the industry for over 30 years. Designed, built, and manufactured in the UK. Talon wheels, sprockets, and footrests, and clutch baskets are used by professional riders like Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, and Sean Simpson. Head over to www.talon-eng.co.uk for more info. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Technical Touch have been supplying KYB OEM spare parts and factory kit suspension in Europe for decades. Many of the riders you see on track in the FIM Motocross World Championship are using KYB suspension from Technical Touch. Whether you are looking for factory kit suspension or KYB spare parts and oils, they have you covered. Shop now at www.technical-touch.com. Yoko have returned to top flight motocross with a bang. 
The Yoko Vili collection is made with racing in mind and designed to be the lightest and most flexible motocross gear on the market. Go to yokoeurope.com to locate your nearest dealer or shop online. Hinson is the world-leading manufacturer of clutch baskets, clutch covers, clutch discs, and springs for both dirt bikes and quads. Hinson products are used by many leading riders like HRC Honda, Monster Energy Kawasaki, KTM Factory Racing, and Monster Energy Yamaha Factory Racing. Shop for Hinson products at technical-touch.com. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to part three of episode 56. Brought to you by Talon Engineering, industry leaders in aftermarket wheels and sprockets. Teams like Rockstar Energy, Husqvarna Factory Racing in the USA, Rocky Mountain ATV, MC KTM, and Build Base Honda. And more, put trust in the same wheels that you could get your hands on. Get more Talon information at talon-eng.com. And as Lewis mentioned, anybody who purchases on MX Vice this month, over £15, those customers are in with a chance of being drawn to win a set of Talon Evo wheels. Before the uh, break, we were talking about the Leah Ask Vice Anything questions that you guys submit each week. So, without further ado, let's go to the next guy, which is a Brad Wheeler, 999. What would you like to see more of in GP tracks and less of? That's an easy one for me. What? I would like to see less jumps, and I would like to see... Uh, I think more technical uh, sections within a track because my my only thing which would grind which grinds my gears would be that uh, just when I'm watching it, it just seems like you know um, accelerate jump 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 accelerate jump accelerate jump it just I think I'd just like to see a little bit more um, you know options in corners and. Oh, Jesus Christ, Siri, you should do. Um, yeah. What about you, Lewis? Um, yeah, like, I guess I can get on board with the technical thing, like things that open up passes more. So it's yeah, not just a- yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. I don't, um, I don't know if there's anything I would take away. No, that's anything I'd say necessarily less of. Um, I would say vouchers for the food vans. I really hate having to go and get a voucher to then give it to the snack well, band to get your food. I actually forgot, Jesus, it's weird how, like, you get so removed from MXGP that I forgot that, the, I forgot that that's what happens. It just feels like a distant memory at the moment. Well, technically, the food people are close to the tracks, so oh, I'm going to keep that in there. No, I don't know what I would... Because uh, I would I have... I guess one thing I'd maybe like to see is starts that aren't so, um, don't favour the inside gate so much. But then I feel like we've started to get rid of that a bit, bit by bit, even more so as well. Like um, uh, Trentino isn't that way, Fienza wasn't that way, Mantova eh, was kind of that way until people started cottoning on to what others were doing. But then they aren't the normal GP tracks. Um, yeah. What about? Let's go completely crazy. But like Kegums, everyone every, Kegums, everyone lines up inside to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. And it just like takes a bit of excitement out of that gate-picking process. 
I reckon every hard pack track has to have a set of whoops, a straight full of whoops. We've talked about this before, but you don't remember. Bell Peeg, you know of Bell Peeg? Yeah. Used Spanish to people. have, in 2005, used to have a full-on set of Supercross whoops. Like a full-on... Yeah. I love it. We need to bring those back. Do you remember that? I don't. But tell me more Wait, about hold it. Hold on. You talk. Okay. Uh, I do believe that hard pack tracks, they should have a set of whoops. Every track has to have one. Lock it, everything. Set of whoops. Be really good. Right. Close it spaces, you, distances. I, I will now talk. You watched a 10-second video I just sent you. Um, it's like they were full-on. I'll put this on my Twitter as well. They were full-on supercross whoops. Like you full-on skim them. You don't jump. You don't like you full-on come out to turn. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Skim. That, that is exactly what I'm talking about. That's what we need. I mean, didn't yeah. work out well for Evers in this clip, but... Didn't, but... But yeah, then but they took that out in 2006, I think, and it just was a roller. There was just one roller. Oh. Yeah, I think... Um, Watching that video, it's like, what? That doesn't, it literally makes no sense that there were Supercross whoops on that track. But fun. It's fun. It's great. Let's do it. Maybe chuck a Joker lane in as well. Hey, that was a know? joke. You don't that even go joke. to race, so you're not qualified. Whatever. And by the way, I am not on board with the Supercross whoops thing. I just was sending you that as a general, like, because I feel, I genuinely feel like that is quite... Um, Extreme. A, a key bit of history. Okay. I'd bring it back. Bring it back. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm just with you, a bit more technical, so we can see more passes. That's what I'd like to see. It does get a little bit boring when everybody's just the same speed and, and just going around in a parade. At Chris United 93, can Muse get that win? His talents deserve this season with MX2 being open this year. What do you think, Lewis? Can he get a win this year? Moto win? Yes, I think so. But then again, am I, am I, are we forgetting like how good Vial was? But Saying that, there was times last year where he was not far behind Viao and Gertz. But like, I'm just wondering if Viao and Gertz might make it very hard for anyone else to get a win. Viao and Gertz could quite easily um, make up 75% of the wins next year. Yeah, could And then you've got Ian Renault and Moosteik. So the chances the opportunities for a new winner might still be quite slim. I mean, Beaton would be a new winner because he's only ever won a moto, and so would Moosteik. Yeah, even before that, it was, we were talking Prado and stuff like that. There's always going to be someone in there. However, I think, I think it's just, yeah, I, I actually, I do. I think, I think he could get one. I think, he's got, I think he can if the situation allows. Okay. At Cohen Barra. Uh, or Cohen Barracks, there's not an at actually. In an interview with you, Clement DeSalle spoke about wanting to do one last season in the US to finish his career. Do you guys know if it's a real possibility uh, or if you heard any rumors? Um, there wouldn't be nothing, there wouldn't be anything being said now because basically he would have to wait for a fill in ride and hope for the best. So 
nothing would be being talked about now or even a uh, possibility right now. It'll more be something that starts getting talked about a month before the season starts when it kind of becomes apparent that someone's out for the year. Because they're injured, yeah? Yeah, but I can't see it happening. I just think it's so like things have to stack up so perfectly for that to happen. So, like, in a perfect world, yes, he would do that, but chances are the cards won't stack in that way. Okay. Uh, he's also set in the second question, part two. I also don't understand why you guys said that Vial dominated so much this year. He won the same amount of GPs as Gertz, granted. Vial is way more consistent. If Iago could get the consistency down, they are pretty much even. I would even say Iago has a bit more rule speed. I'm Belgium, so I'm probably biased. Um, well, it doesn't really matter, does it? If you win the championship three motos early and your competitor raced every single moto with you, you were dominant. It's not like Gertz missed races. Like Gertz had just as many opportunities as Viao to get that um to get that done. And he just didn't. Like, and yeah, you can say, but what if, but what if, but what if Renault gets very fast, like gets five percent faster this year? Like you can play the what like um there's no one saying that Viao is always going to dominate over Gertz every year for the rest of their careers, but Looking at 2020 and using that information going into 2021, Vial was the better rider for a championship. Yeah, I got to be honest. I um I had Yago picked and lost 50 quid uh, last year because oh, yeah, I did. I that was how you lost money. Yeah, I actually because I actually backed him because I thought he did have um the talent and rule speed to beat Vial, but um I got to be honest, Vial impressed me. So much last year, and enough. You know, I don't really know what more you can kind of say. You know, it'd be great if um, Yago was a bit more consistent. Maybe that'll come with maturity. Maybe uh, I don't know. I don't know. All I'm looking forward to is obviously um, I want to hear more camper tells, and also just want to see. Um, you know, I just can't wait for the little insights on, on, on Instagram. What about you, Lewis? Oh, I answered the question before you. Okay. At Chris Matthews, on Pulp the other day, they said an English chap has bought Chad Reed's com- compound but can't move for a couple of years because his son is racing MX2. Any idea who it is? Oh, uh, yeah, it's Ethan Lane's dad. So the Hitachi... Um... EMX 250 rider. So I don't really know why or what the gen like the grand plan is, but yeah, he owns it. Yeah. And like, if you got I'm a chance, sure why wouldn't you? Huh? And if you if you've got a chance to own it, why wouldn't you? Yeah, but I'm not. I mean, I'm just not sure if the grand plan is is bought because Ethan Lane will be racing in America one day, or like I'm not sure what that side was for, but yeah, he owns it. And um Lawrence Brothers and people currently ride there. Cool. I wonder how many new friends he's got over the past um, sort of year since he's bought it. I'd imagine it's quite an easy way to make friends. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. A huge way. Um, If anybody wants to be my friend, I still have openings. So um, give me a shout. 
Uh, Lewis, do you need any more friends? No, I'm good. I'm stacked. Okay, you need. If so, you need to get a field. Get a field. Build a track, and you'll get some friends. Okay. All right. Just FYI. No, uh, fair, fair, fair play. If um, if I had a chance to purchase um, the goat farm or something, oh, hello. How cool would that be? Bit of Florida sun. That's gone to someone else, so you just missed your opportunity, then. Ah, bastard. Really? It's a goat farm gone? Yeah. Star Yamaha bought it. Really? Yes, old news. Oh, I'm just disappointed now. I was holding on to that. That's it. Live stream over. That's it. That's us done on Liat Ask Vice Anything. Thank you so much to everybody who uh, sent in questions. Uh, we really do appreciate it every week. Um, there's some good questions there What kind of make us think. Uh, Lewis obviously puts only the, his favorites in there. Um, so I do apologize for all the people who miss out. Isn't that right, Lewis? Uh, it's not my favorites. It's just the ones that make good sense. Like there was one question this week, which was, how did you get into motocross? And I was like, oh, I'm not sure anyone cares. How did you get into motocross? I'm not sure anyone cares. Oh, yeah. Come on. Tell us, how did you get into motocross? No, that's, uh, we're, that's one for another day. We're done. We're, we have, <laughs> yeah, we've done the questions. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Uh, thank you to the sponsors of uh, Ask Vice Anything. When it comes to motocross and enduro, your feet, ankles, and calves should be equipped to take a lot of punishment. The 5.5 Flex Lock boots from Liap feature 3D-shaped impact foam and an innovative Flex Lock system that locks out ankle movement, reducing ankle forces by up to 37% and knee forces by up to 35%. Learn more by clicking the Liap banner on MX Vice, where you can also enter to win a set of boots. So don't forget that set of boots up for grabs as well. Remember as well um, uh, to win a Formula helmet via VMX Fire Show. Uh, tweet us, Instagram us, DM us on Facebook, or email me lewis.phillips at mxfire.com with the name of the rider who has put the Formula helmet on the 450SX podium so far this year through three rounds. So if you're listening to this in Four days' time, not including Indianapolis, one. Okay. Um, are you going to put these questions um, to win these products on social at all? Or are you just keeping them for the podcast show? I mean, I don't think anyone who's listening to the podcast show really cares about that. Uh, okay. Sorry because about that. They're, they're listening to the podcast show already, so they don't need to find a question elsewhere. <laughs> okay. Right, we'll just press the rewind button then. Fucking hell. Calm down, Doris. Just on, you just focus on getting one question right at some point. Jesus. Oh, well, here we go. Right. Anything else you want to talk about, Lewis, or can we go home? Um, I can give you one more bonus question to redeem yourself if you like. No. I, I don't know how much I got. I, I really don't enjoy this game. Yeah, but it's just, so, if you, wanna, you, you can either go out with a bang or go out with your head low. It's up to you. Do you want? Do you want a bonus question or not? I'm. I'm I am no. giving you the opportunity to be a hero. Um, go on then. I don't really care either way. Do you want me to do it as a nice, easy one? No, I don't want any favors from you. Any. Okay. What bike did Clement de Salle ride on in 2009? 
Honda. That's correct. I can't believe you got that. I cannot believe you got that. Come on! See, aren't you happy you made took a chance on yourself? No. Oh. No. To be honest, I'm, I'm not even... I just get excited when I get a question right. Well, one out of seven isn't exactly great, but... I'm like a dog what gets a reward from like a, a dog biscuit. Just happy. Well, I mean, technically it didn't count. It wasn't part of the official game, but... Right, okay. Is there anything else you want to talk about this week or no, are we, we done? We're right, we're good. Thank you so much for everybody who perseveres and listens to this podcast show brought to you by Fly Racing, Liat, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Even Strokes, Supercrosslive.tv, Backyard Design UK, Blenzer Oils, and Talon Engineering. Woo! So, Supercross weekend, Lewis? Yeah, it is. Fantastic. Lewis will be <laughs> online... <laughs> And talking all things Supercross on social, so hit him up. He loves to race. Bench race, that is. Not racing, he's over that. But anyway. Plane, James, land the plane. Okay, we're, we're out. See you later. Bye-bye. Episode 56, we're done. See you next week. Say bye, Lewis. Yeah, see ya. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Hinson is the world-leading manufacturer of clutch baskets, clutch covers, clutch discs, and springs for both dirt bikes and quads. Hinson products are used by many leading riders like HRC Honda, Monster Energy Kawasaki, KTM Factory Racing, and Monster Energy Yamaha Factory Racing. Shop for Hinson products at technical-touch.com. Talon wheels have been iconic in the industry for over 30 years. Designed, built, and manufactured in the UK. Talon wheels, sprockets, and footrests, and clutch baskets are used by professional riders like Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, and Sean Simpson. Head over to www.talon-eng.co.uk for more info. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Technical Touch have been supplying KYB OEM spare parts and factory kit suspension in Europe for decades. Many of the riders you see on track in the FIM Motocross World Championship are using KYB suspension from Technical Touch. Whether you are looking for factory kit suspension or KYB spare parts and oils, they have you covered. Shop now at www.technical-touch.com. Yoko have returned to top flight motocross with a bang. The Yoko Vili collection is made with racing in mind and designed to be the lightest and most flexible motocross gear on the market. Go to yokoeurope.com to locate your nearest dealer or shop online. The MX Vice Show. 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 Show.